0: you are listening to just another podcast contact us directly at just another podcast live at gmail.com what's up everybody thanks for tuning in this is a new episode of just another podcast Um, We're excited that you decided to continue to listen. And so we got some good stuff for you tonight. Um, And so let's just go ahead and jump into the conversation. I know it's been a little while since we've been on. So Will, how's your week been so far? What's been going on with you?
1: My week has been good. You know, um, overall work has been going okay. You know, still working hard at this dissertation. The goals to defend mid-March. Work is going well. Today, you know, I treated myself when I got a massage. But the first topic I actually want to bring up is you know, when you, when you receive notifications from people in your past that you thought you had closed that bridge. And so I just I, I kind of want to just attack that. So something happened today. As you know, Daryl, I used to work for an individual that it just was not the, the healthiest place for me. And you know, without putting too much words and too much background into it it was just a really toxic environment that, you know, I had to, eventually I, I mustered up enough courage to leave and understood that, you know, I made the right decision. So today as I'm literally like folding clothes, you know, doing laundry is uh, Sunday, you know, so just getting ready for the week, you know, I'm, I'm frequently checking my email and I see that I have an email from this particular individual. And the email is about, you know, congratulations on all the great things you've been doing. Um, But, you know, I just wanted to um, ask if you wanted to uh, be added to this thing that we were working on that we're just uh, finishing. I'm just thinking to myself, like, first and foremost, you and I didn't end on good terms. So what makes you think that or what gives you the audacity that you can contact me? yeah and so that that's a
0: pretty interesting thing i think a lot of times whether it's personal or professional some people don't know where those limits lie exactly
1: right? exactly
0: um and so that's always something do, do you think that's more of an issue of lack of closure or misunderstanding or entitlement kind of where do you think that attitude comes from
1: I think for especially this particular situation, it's entitlement, right? Because it's one of those situations where you think so highly of yourself. And even though you majorly messed up, you don't realize that you did. And you're so you think, again, you're so your ego has led you to believe that you never did anything wrong. So instead of like reaching out and saying, you know, I realize what I did, I realize, you know. I didn't put my best foot forward. I don't want you to think this way of me and like try to actually have conversation. You just throw it under the bridge like it never happened. And so for me, like it's one of those situations that I don't know if I'm more annoyed that I, that you thought you had the like you believed that it was just cool for you to send me this uh, piece of communication or if I'm even more mad at myself for putting in as much energy as I put in throughout this day, just like thinking through, like, yo, did you really think this was cool? So I don't know. I think for me, it was just one of those situations that, like, now I've had a couple hours to think through it. And although it is, in theory, a good opportunity, but in practice, and how it would benefit me and, you know, just for my overall emotional um, intelligence, emotional ability, it's just, You know, I've decided I'm just gonna reach back out to that individual and say, you know, thank you for um, the thought, but I'm I'm okay.
0: Definitely, and to kind of put it on like a lighter note, I know, like sometimes we use crazy tactics to avoid tough conversations, Mm -hmm. right? And so I've known, I've known. Like you you know, good news always can well sometimes can break the ice, right? And mm-hmm. so in your situation it didn't work, but I know I found my myself in situations where you know y- you get in an argument, you know, and you're trying to figure out how how to get out of it, how to break the silence. And sometimes it's just something simple, like, are you mm-hmm. hungry? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you want you want something to eat? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So sometimes, sometimes that ice, sometimes good news can break dice, right? Um, yeah. yeah. But I,
1: other- <laughs> I, I guess, man, this situation, there's your, nothing. But see, see,
0: I think yours is extreme, though. I think your yeah. situation yeah. is definitely
1: more extreme than the average day argument, for sure. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. Yeah. But on a broader note, life is good. I'm blessed. God has continued to bestow blessings on top of me. And so I'm just, yeah, I, I really have no complaints. Yeah, I man. I mean, you getting
0: massages during the pandemic. You know what I'm saying? Last hey, son,
1: episode. You, hey, son,
0: you got to out like that. <laughs> you you already told the people. So last episode, we went down 2020. We talked about everything that's happened in 2020, but in 2021, this man is living his best life. He get massages and stuff. You hey, know son, what I'm saying? I, I, so I is, work, that, is that a
1: daily thing? How often are you getting those massages? So it's actually a monthly thing. And, you know, one I, I thought to myself, like, I work really hard mm-hmm. between uh, my full-time job, between school, between the various different podcasts that, you know, I run or I co-host, uh between family like I do a lot and so like I should have one thing that I can look forward to every month that you know is just relaxing. And you know, a couple of years back my lovely partner and I found this um this massage parlor in downtown Philadelphia and they're just phenomenal. The best 90 minutes of your life I'm talking about like the way those women touch you and not even in a sexual way but listen it's cool. Me and my baby, we talk about this, but the way they massage you, boy, whew, definitely, definitely, much needed. So I definitely make it a monthly thing.
0: Yeah, and that that brings up a good, interesting topic because I know we kind of refer to our work ethic a lot, and it's it's crazy because we end up putting ourselves in position where we struggle to celebrate and reward the success mm-hmm. that we've accomplished, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so I know for me, I just bought a new truck, you know, it was my birthday and I don't want to put my personal business out in the streets, um, but I'm doing well, right? You know, um, so, so for those of you who've been listening, I'm a pharmacist, you know, so I started my first job out of residency, life is better than it used to be. Um, than it but it has been, Than it ever has been. Right. Um, but, this, this, but despite that success, I found it tough to, you know, to do things for myself, you know, even though I'm at a place where I can comfortably do it. And mind you, I was driving actually still have it 2010 Honda Accord. Mm-hmm. The, my, the floor you can about see the ground. A lot of y'all yeah. not. You move the mat, you can see the ground. Sometimes when it rain and you push the brake, a little <laughs> water get on your leg. <laughs> All the doors don't lock. A lot of you not. The The front driver door and the back uh, passenger side don't lock with the key. You know what I'm saying? Like, the car is horrible on oil. Oh, I got a, a five-gallon 5w20 thing of oil in the back um but yet it's like almost like i felt like i don't know if it's like thinking of trying to be humble or trying not knowing if that's something you should do Mm -hmm. um but i struggled you know what i'm Mm -hmm. saying um so for you have you ever had any instances like that where there was something you actually needed but you Mm -hmm. struggle to get it even though you were at a place you can get it
1: yeah, I mean, same situation. Like, I still have my twenty ten Ford Fusion parked outside. I mean, I can't even turn it on because it's been off for so long. But I think too, it's. I think you know, it's one of those situations that we come from a place of not having, right? So we don't come from a place of excess. So for us, it's always been that ideology that you know you have to work hard. And you know, you like, you know me, like I am, and anybody that knows me well will tell you, Will is as frugal as they come. Will will not spend a dollar unless he absolutely has to. And you know, for a very long time, I prescribed to that. For a very long time, I didn't treat myself like like literally from 2016 to 20 to like 20 almost 2020. No, like to like 2019, like I didn't take a vacation. And I'm not talking about like fly somewhere. No, like I was working probably seven days a week. If it wasn't like my full-time job, it was me driving for Lyft, trying to make some extra money. It was me coaching a little league, trying to make some extra money. And so I think for us, like we have just come from a deficit mentality for so long that when we are now at a place where it's like, all right, you can spend that extra 60, $70 and get a massage and that's not going to break your budget. You can, like, literally, I left the massage and went want to spend $40 on a, on a dumbbell, right? Because I'm building my gym, right? Did I need to buy that dumbbell today? No. Did I, did that, was that dumbbell part of my financial plan for this month? No. But is it going to help me reach my fitness goals? Is it going to help me reach my mental wellness goals? Yeah. And so, like, I realized, like, that's okay. So... I think for us, and I think this is an interesting point too, because like during the interview I con- uh, conducted a while back, I remember one of my participants said something that really stuck with me. And she was like, you know, success to me is such a weird, I don't, I don't know how to define it because I come from a place where you're only successful when you've done something notably enough to put on your resume to say that you've been successful, right? And I think it's interesting, just just take that a bit further, for a lot of us, we don't consider like whether it's graduating with whatever degree it is that we're vying for, whether it's landing that job that, you know, we've always wanted, whether it's buying that home that we've ever wanted, whether it's meeting that special somebody that you've always vied for. For us, there's always another ladder. And so it's very difficult for people that are ingrained with that mindset of wanting to be quote unquote successful to stop in you know, be like, well, you know, like I've done, I've done pretty well for myself. And it really took me the other day as, you know, I was laying on the couch. My fiance called me upstairs to come to bed. It was like 2 a.m. in the morning. And as I'm walking up the stairs, I just stopped for a second. I was like, yo, this is mine. Like I purchased this home. I have three floors in my home, right? And so like, that's something that, you know, I just have to stop for a moment and take it. I know that's a long way to answer your question, but like, I don't know. I think, you know, just for certain people, like the idea of like treating yourself or the idea of doing something nice for yourself is so foreign to us because we come from such a deficit uh, mind frame that we're not really able to indulge. Yeah, yeah. So there's, there's
0: an interesting book um, called The Big Leap. Uh, by Gay Hendricks and he he kind of talks about the upper limit problem right where mm-hmm. people put this cap on themselves based on beliefs and situations that may not even pertain to them right and so mm-hmm. you kind of talked about just the lack of right um uh, mm-hmm. just the fear of running out um how we grew up you know I grew up I had in my home I had three brothers and a sister so five kids um just you know everybody it's just a lot going on right mm-hmm. um and so i think that's an interesting point because i know for me it's kind of like i'm hitting phases of my life that i've never seen hit
1: mm-hmm.
0: right and so not, not
1: not even just the fact that you're hitting phases of life that you've never seen um yourself hitting you're hitting phases of your life that you've never seen nobody else in your family hitting right so let's talk about that like that that's the deeper part, yeah, and that and that's the that's the
0: scary thing, right? So you got to think. Um, so first, you know, education wise, right? So I was, it's funny. Shout out to my mom. I was actually the second person in my family to get a doctor degree. So my mom's a nurse. She got her doctor degree maybe like a few months before I did. She she mm. snuck into the last second. The <laughs> um, so shout out to my mom. Um, but there are so many, so many people that I've seen in my life Mm -hmm. who haven't reached certain goals that I'm Mm -hmm. achieving now. And it's scary, right? So we talk about home ownership. Mm -hmm. There are so many people in our families and our communities that never hit that goal, Mm -hmm. right? That for Mm -hmm. for their whole life, um, they they live in apartments or they live in uh rented spaces and It's it's something that we're having to deal with now realizing, okay, well, this game can be played a lot differently, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Um, But not having those. So that's why I think it's important to have those professional networks. So like Mm -hmm. people like you and like our relationship is so valuable because Mm -hmm. there's a lot of things that we're learning in life that we may not necessarily easily be able to go home and get that Mm -hmm. information, Mm -hmm. right? um and so i'm in the process of buying a house um hopefully everything will be finalized this summer Mm -hmm. it's like we're not even 30 Mm. you know what Mm. i'm saying and so it's a huge blessing and it's an amazing thing but it's scary because you like
1: Mm -hmm. i
0: don't know nobody who did this at my age you know what i'm saying
1: so to that point I i think back to this meme i saw uh the other day and somebody basically posted a meme of like Will Will Smith's home. And you know, this is, his home is huge. It sits on acres. Like we talk about like 15, 20 bedrooms, like 16, 17 bathrooms, basketball court, tennis court, like you need a golf cart to drive around the property. Like that's how big it is. And the comment was, you know, Will Smith telling everybody to stay home because of COVID, but look what his home looked like. And from that, I was like, "Yo, the jealousy, right?" Because, and I and I think too, like that's another aspect of it. As we climb and as we get to the heights that we get to, you can't bring everybody along. And for so many of us, that's so fundamentally hard to 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 think about because, like, you know, these your boys, these your your homegirls, these these the people that like you grew up with, these the people that you was buying. 25 cent um uh pouch shoulders with at the corner store when y'all when you all were growing up and now like you look at where you are in life but you like you look at where they're at in life and it's like you want them to be at that same level but everybody doesn't necessarily like get to that level so daryl talk me through like you know what has it been like, you know, having to like aspire for the dreams that you aspire for, but then also realizing that everybody that you want to come along the way might not necessarily be able to do so?
0: Yeah. So I think, I think that's definitely a struggle for me um, personally, because, you know, you want to see everybody make it, right? Mm-hmm. You want everybody to get to the top. Um, and, and one thing I've learned through the past few years is everybody don't want the same things, mm-hmm. right? And so that's something like when you go to college and they they present you this package, right? Mm-hmm. Um, so people talk about the American dream, but when you get to college, they, they put it in a nice package for mm-hmm. you, right? So you see these things that you want and then you may go home and everybody's not on that same mindset, right? Mm-hmm. Um, And so I think that's one of the toughest things is finding the balance between investing in where you came from um, and really being free enough to grow. Um, And so Mm -hmm. I heard this quote from a lady who kind of talked about it in reference of a garden, right? Mm -hmm. Um, And so she talked about the importance of nourishing what nourishes you. Mm -hmm. Um, And so if you think about a gardener in their garden, they're watering plants, you know, they're raking, they're, they're getting everything ready. Um, but when the harvest time comes, these, these plants are feeding them, right? Mm-hmm. Um, these plants are producing oxygen. And so they're being nourished by what they're nourishing. Um, and so sometimes we got to be careful because if we, if we end up nourishing stuff that isn't nourishing us, and so if you're just pouring into weeds and you're just giving everything you have tend into these weeds, what will happen is you will starve the things in your life that could mm-hmm. be feeding you. Um, mm-hmm. And so that's tough. That's tough, I think, on any level, man. I've seen it. Um, I have, I won't say friends, but I've had colleagues that have... People that I know from where I'm from who've made it far. NFL, mm-hmm. NBA. Um, I just got a doctorate. So I'm, I'm not even going to pretend like I'm on top of the world. But no matter what phase you go, mm-hmm. you realize everybody can't go with you. And I mm-hmm. think that's that's tough because your heart... Um, your heart just want to see everybody make it, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but you you definitely can throw yourself off course if you, if you have too much on your back.
1: Yeah, definitely, definitely.
0: Um, and that's and that's with family as well. Um, mm. And so I, I definitely encourage people: by no means give up on people you love, um, but just make sure you can set a boundary between how much you love somebody and how that affects your personal life Mm -hmm. right um and so as as young men we're starting to grow our families and develop relationships um and those things have to become our priority Mm -hmm. right um and no matter how much you want to save the world you definitely got to take care of your home first and that's that's really important
1: but where do you draw that line, though? Because, you know, and I hate to use this as an example, but it's such a cliche, but, you know, around draft day, when people get drafted, it's not like, oh, man, yo, like, he made it. it's like, no, we made it, right? And so it's that notion that, no, not only did he just get drafted, not only is he going to be making all these millions or she, no, like, we are, right? And so, like, people... And when I say people, I'm I'm talking specifically about family in this instance. But people people feel entitled to what you have. People feel entitled to your network. People feel entitled to your success. And people feel like without them, you would not be where you're at. So like, how do you, how do you go about drawing those um drawing those borders? Right. So I think I think that both of us are probably
0: very known for being very direct people right <laughs> um, and I, I think that's a blessing and a curse. Um, I, I think we've probably heard a lot of feelings but I think clear communication is probably mm-hmm. the is the best thing that you can do um, and letting people know where those boundaries lie. Mm-hmm. Um, I know I know for me it's crazy because people, People will show you who they are, man. Mm. Um, and so I when I when I think about who am I investing in, sometimes it's easier than you think. Mm-hmm. Sometimes if you just took the time to say, you know what, who's called me in the last six months that mm. I didn't call? Mm. Sometimes we make it over complicated. And we're like, I got to do this for this person and do this for that person. But like the people who are there for you and in your corner, the mm-hmm. list is very short. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? If you if you just think about it, sometimes you can get more calls reminding you about your uh, expired car warranty <laughs> than you do about people who are genuinely worried about your well being, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I just I just I don't get upset about stuff like that. I just put people mm-hmm. in the places that they they take themselves, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and really cherish like i was kind of saying like watering those people people like you who like genuinely care about your well-being right Mm -hmm. um and so whether that's with a phone call or anything just making sure you prioritize people who are going to pour back into you Mm -hmm. and i think that's what keeps you full and if relationships are broken on the back end then sometimes unfortunately that's kind of that's kind of like
1: and sometimes, it, I mean, it is what it is at the end of the day.
0: Definitely. Um, so let's, let's turn this is a good transition until something that happened in the regular world. Um, so James Harden recently, mm. recently was traded to the Nets, the Brooklyn Nets. Um, and so we kind of know what that mean in the basketball sense and shout out to in the bonus podcast, another podcast I do focused on basketball Um, But I want to talk about it from like a pursuit of happiness type Mm -hmm. type perspective. And Mm -hmm. so a lot of people have a lot to say about James Harden's choice. Um, A lot of people have a lot to say about his process. Mm -hmm. Um, But ultimately, he was looking to be happy. Mm -hmm. Um, And So what are kind of your thoughts? Because a lot of people will put expectations on your life. Mm -hmm. What is your thought behind that balance of where do you draw the line of Pursuing your own personal happiness versus making those around you, whether that's your team, whether that's your Mm -hmm. fans, whether that's your Mm -hmm. family, making those people happy.
1: So I'm going to I'm going to answer that question in a little roundabout way. Right. So every time a prospective student uh, comes to me and they're like, you know, Will, um, you know, I really want to pursue my doctorate or like I'm really interested in doing your program. The first question I always ask them is, why do you want to do this? And do you know what the number one answer is nine out of 10 times? Because I, I want to do this for my family. I want to create an avenue so my family knows that they can do. And I'm just like, I'm like, you don't need to do a doctorate. And they are like, wait, what? I'm like, your family's not going to be with you at 4 a.m. in the morning when you're writing that term paper. Your family's not going to be with you stressing out about how you're going to um, pay For next semester's tuition, your family's not going to be worried about all the interconnectedness of the foolishness that goes on in these programs that, aside from doing the work, doing the research, making sure you're staying on track, you also have to, like, facilitate all these. And so to your point, like, I'm happy for the brother. He had been in Houston for God knows how long. And unfortunately, it just wasn't a happy situation for him. And granted, they threw a ridiculous amount of money at him in Houston, but I think it's also one of those things And you know, one of my, um, um, I have a mentor who, um, you know, very wealthy, uh, private equity um, owner. And like, he, he, he said one day, he was like, well, I have made enough money to the point that money doesn't move me anymore, right? And so to that point, granted, I'm not there yet, but to that point, You know, when I think about the whole James Harden situation, Houston was not making him happy. Yes, you're going to have have Stephen A. Smith. You're going to have Shaq. You're going to have uh, Chuck. You're going to have all these different people say, why, oh, he's a crybaby. We gave him this. We gave him that. He can't be happy. At the end of the day, like, let's not forget, he started off his career with KD. He wanted to play with KD. He wanted to win a championship with KD and now he has an opportunity to do so. Not to mention, in his opening debut, this man had a did he score like 30 some points, 15 uh assists, uh, 17? Like, yo, like he showed up. Not only did he just make the move because he selfishly wanted to make no, like he showed up and he did what he was supposed to do. So, to that, you can't do p you can't do stuff to make other people happy i think one of the most um poignant things i've ever heard in my life is will smith uh you know he was in an interview and he was like it is not my responsibility to make jada happy it is not my responsibility as her husband to make her happy you know in hearing that i saw i said that i thought about it i was like yo, but isn't that what you're supposed to do as a husband? But he was so right, because at the end of the day, you can do anything, you can go above and beyond, you can do whatever it is that you want to do, but if that other person is just fundamentally not happy with themselves, and this relates not only to spouses, excuse me, but to friends and family, if they're just not happy with themselves, there's absolutely nothing that you can do to make them happy. And so... Listen, all praises be to the brother. I'm glad he made the move. I'm glad the trade was able to go through because now, not only is he going to be in a place where he's happy, but we're going to see the productivity. And it was funny because there was this whole meme about um, this comedian made this uh, parody about LeBron saying, I'm not Thanos, why are they all ganging up on me? Yo, like the Lakers really have some real, like, like granted, we all we all assume that the Lakers are going to come out the West and you know, the West for a very long time has been a dramatically better conference than the East. But now with that super team and hopefully Kyrie gets his stuff together, yo, like this could make for some like life altering basketball of which we've not seen.
0: Yeah. And I want to go back and hit on a point. Cause you kind of, you kind of touched on a few different things. I think one of the big things is looking at the difference between success versus happiness, Mm. right? Mm. Um, And so you kind of hit on like doing things for other people, whether Mm -hmm. that's family, whether that's friends, you know, pursuing an education at the end of the day, once you, even if you succeed, you all you got mm-hmm. right and so you land in your bed and you got this life you might have got your phd you might have got that but if you're not happy it don't matter it don't matter if you hit your financial goals mm-hmm. it don't matter if you bought the house it don't matter if you bought your mama house you have to live with the decisions you made and so mm-hmm. it's definitely important to as you And a lot of people don't know which way to go and they Mm -hmm. fumble their way through the process. But Mm -hmm. you need to ask yourself, what is it that I truly want? Right. Mm -hmm. Um, Because as a professional now, there's a lot of people who are doing well who are not happy. Mm -hmm. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you got to ask yourself, what does success look like? Mm -hmm. And that's pretty usually a straightforward path. Um, But then you got to ask for me personally, what does happiness look like?
1: Mm -hmm.
0: And is there a way that I can put myself on a path to achieve both?
1: Mm. You know, but I think that's, that's a, that's a little bit harder than said, though, because like, for some people, they don't know what success looks like. I mean, honestly, and truthfully. I have an idea of what success looks like, but do I have a concrete? Like I understand that, you know, for me, success equates with financial freedom, right? Whereas for others, success might be, you know, I got a job that pays my mortgage, puts food on my table, and puts clothes on my, my kids back, and I don't care if I work till I die. For me, that's being successful. And so I think this idea or this um this definition of success is so varied because for different individuals, it looks very different. And I think, you know, to your point, I don't want to reiterate what you just said, but for everybody else, you need to find that balance of what that looks like for you.
0: Right, right. Um, and even if you achieve it, even if you define it and you achieve it, mm-hmm. if that success doesn't make you happy, right? Mm. So if 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 $100,000, a house and a family is my if that's what I come up with as my success, if that doesn't make me happy
1: mm-hmm.
0: is what's the point. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Like what is success without happiness? Cause you mm-hmm. can a plus B equals C. Mm-hmm. Like if you go to college and you study really hard and you're at the top of your class, you can get a job and you can make a money and you can, you can do all these things. The American dream, the white picket fence all of the above. But if, if you don't know what truly makes you happy inside, mm. none of it, it's not going to mean as much. You know what I'm saying? Mm. Um, so shout out to James Harden. Definitely overkill to have those three players on the same team. Mm. Um, but if that's what makes you, if that's what it takes for him to be happy, I think that's something he should pursue. Um, I'm still rooting. If, I, I would love to see them in the finals with LeBron James it'll definitely be interesting 36 years old um and lebron is definitely a great example of consistency right um and so we hear about so many good players lebron has been to the league to the finals 10 times i think it's been more than 10 now like it's it's insane he's
1: been good I, like the last 15 years yeah this is his 18th season in the in in, in the league yeah, so. but I I think to that point too, and I know this is not a uh, this not the basketball uh, podcast, but there is there there are certain aspects of LeBron James that I really respect, right? Like growing up, I was I, I've always been a Kobe fan, you know. Like if you ask me, Kobe's the best player to ever touch the ball, and you know you can throw me the stats of Jordan, you can throw me the stats of Bill Russell, Kareem, Magic. I mean, you name it, I will argue you down that Kobe is the best player to ever step on the hardwood. But what LeBron James has been able to do, not only on the court, but also off the court, has truly, like, that, to me, that's what success looks like. To me, that's what success looks like, because not only is he being successful in his career, he's being successful in his community, with the schools that he's built, the scholarships that he's given out in Akron, Ohio, he's been successful in the movement, In how, you know, he emerges a leader throughout all these Black Lives Matter, um, like everything that's been going on. And so to that brother, I really tip my hat. Well done. Because there are many that have that same platform that because they don't because they're so fearful of losing what they have, they're not able to step out like that. And so to that, I, I truly I truly tip my hat to you, sir.
0: Definitely, man. LeBron is, and, and you know, he don't get the credit he deserves, uh, but that's how it goes for most legends, right? Mm-hmm. Most people don't get their respect until it's all over. Mm-hmm. It's all said and done. Um, and so I think one day LeBron will get the respect he deserves. Unfortunately, it's just probably not going to be while he's still playing the game. Yeah. Um, so I'm so people are probably asking, so we, we kind of make this reference of happiness and success Mm -hmm. what can you give an example of what success or happiness looks like for you and how that may have changed based on where you are now versus where you come from
1: Mm. okay i think for me like i'm living in my happiness and my success right? Because, and I had to learn that early because, you know, you and I just had this conversation the other day. We met, um, this year makes 11 years since we've met, right? And I remember back to 2010, where I was then to where I'm at now, like, I'm not the same person, right? Like, I am 29, about to turn 30, about to welcome my first son into the world, you know, getting married, just bought a house, getting ready to buy another one, like, you know, like, I am living my definition of what success looks like. And for me, I had to make that decision. And going back to like, how we like started this um, episode, but I had to make that decision that like, I need to enjoy my life now. Like, I can't just because you know, some people work so hard um, with this ideology, you know, for the next 10, 15, 20 years, I'm just gonna grind. And then when I make it to like 40 or 50, then I'm gonna Tomorrow's not promised. You don't know if today's going to be your last day. And so for me, it's just one of those situations that, you know, like I do understand where I came from. I do understand some of the struggles that I came up with. I do understand some of the circumstances that were around me when I was younger. And I don't take those for granted, but I've worked damn hard to get to where I am today. And I'm not ashamed of that. And nor do I, nor am I going to act humble and be like, well, you know, no, I've, I have worked extremely hard to be where I am today. And you, you better be sure that I'm going to enjoy that. And so some people can call it arrogance. Some people can call uh, me being egotistical. Like, I just call it like reaping the, the seeds that I, I, I right? Like going back to the, um, to, you know, to, um, biblical, text like in order to get a harvest you need to plant the seeds right you don't just put seeds into the ground and expect to wake up the next morning and have a flourishing of harvest no it takes you planting those seeds watering those seeds like going through drought going through times where like some of those seeds might die like and you know that translates to like starting different businesses starting different schools and it not working out but being able to pick yourself back up And so for me, you know, with the with um, the people I consider family, both um, related and just, you know, really close friends, the people that have been able to keep me abreast, like I surround my seat, I, I surround myself around people that are striving for something great. Right. And so for me, that's. That's what success looks like because it's, it's something that's constantly evolving. It's something that's constantly reinventing itself. Like there's no clear cut idea of what success means, right? Like I remember, you know, five, uh, 10 years ago, I was like, you know, by the time I'm 30, I want to be making X amount of money. I'm making that. By the time I'm 30, I want to be married uh, uh, with kids. I got that. By the time I'm 30, I want to be, you know, have this certain title. I have that. Right. And so now that I've achieved all those things, do I just plateau? No. Like I, I, I keep reaching for higher. All right. The next five years, this is what I want to do in the next 10 years. This is what I want to do. And so for me, that's, that's exactly, that's how I live my success on a daily basis. So I'll flip that question back to you.
0: Yeah. Um, and before I kind of give that answer, just to kind of reemphasize something kind of will hit on is like this idea of humility right um and so i think in our in our culture a lot of times we confuse what it means to be humble right Mm -hmm. and so a lot of times in society we feel this need to be small in order Mm -hmm. to make others around you feel comfortable Mm
1: -hmm. right
0: and i don't think that's what humility is all about right and so humility is this is what I have achieved. Um, and when you're not humble, you use your achievements to make other people feel bad about who they are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think it's definitely appropriate to be able to be to be happy um, and to, to live in your accomplishments. Um, as long as you're not putting other people down, you should be able to enjoy your truth, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so whether you're at the bottom like we, we've been at the bottom, we know what it's like and we enjoyed it and we lived it then. Um, so as we continue to work our way up, we wanna to continue to live in that moment, like Will said. Um, and so it's just a process, right? Um, mm-hmm. But just for a lot of people I know who are achieving their goals, they struggle with, you know, am I not humble? You know, mm-hmm. do I not respect where I come from because I drive this car? Am I too flashy? Uh, but if you can, if you, and I definitely check out The Big Leap if you haven't checked it out, but if you're living within your means and you have a plan and you, you have your stuff structured in a way that you are you can afford the things that you do, you definitely deserve to enjoy the things that you've been able to, um, to accomplish and accumulate. Um, and for me, I think success, and it's crazy because I think we are, I don't think we're anomalies, but I think is we have very similar stories where we we came up with crazy ideas of what success was, and God has literally allowed us to not like I'm saying, like goals. I'm like, ooh, this is what I want. And it's and it's almost at a situation where you have to say, God, do. Am I is my vision enough? Like mm-hmm. I know you're beyond my understanding, but am I dreaming too small? Mm. You know what I'm saying. Mm. And not to say we haven't had failures and have struggles mm-hmm. in the process, but the big things we've checked a lot of them, and so it causes mm. you to reassess and say, "What's next for me?" Right. And so we mm-hmm. talked about family and marriage, um, and we've 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 already found those people in our lives and you know we're buying homes. And so it's definitely, I think for me moving forward is just def- it's definitely going to be continuing, mm-hmm. um, kind of down the path that I am to create opportunities for people, um, to grow our wealth, not only for our families, but for generations to come and kind of mm-hmm. definitely um continue to grow. I think where we where we're headed is It's pretty good. And we'll talk about kind of different areas of what we've been working on in our lives throughout throughout this first season. Um, but I think it's it's definitely been a good journey for sure.
1: Definitely. And I think, you know, just to what I want to end on is something that um our good brother, Regiment Kerman, always says, you know, if your dreams don't scare you, if they don't absolutely terrify you, you're not dreaming, you're not dreaming big enough, right? And so For those of you listening, whatever it is that you want to do, whether it's education, whether it's entrepreneurship, whether it's um, sports dream big, and you know, it might not happen, but you're essentially telling yourself no, if you don't at least try. You're essentially denying yourself the opportunity. To achieve whatever you know you deem as success or you deem as fulfillment if you don't put the first step forward. And so with that being said, dream big. Yeah. Listen, reach for the stars, and if you fall, you you land in the um, you land in the clouds. <laughs> hey, and we used to
0: what well, we always told ourselves. You ain't got nothing better else to do you ain't anyway. Ain't got
1: nothing better else to do anyways.
0: Name, name something better than me and your best self. I can't mm-hmm. think of it. Nope. Um, so with that, we're going to wrap it up. We thank you guys for listening to Just Another Podcast. And hope you know that this is definitely more than Just Another Podcast. So until next time, peace. This podcast was brought to you by Optical Illusions Photography and Media. Let us capture your best moments in the perfect way.